the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Great combination. Yeah, guys. What? He said we're going to Toyota Carlsbad for a new Toyota truck. Well, good for you, sir. Good luck. Thank you, officer. What a nice man. Right, 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 right. Oh, you said it. Oh, what a feeling. Toyota Carlsbad. Go to Toyota Carlsbad's Facebook or Instagram for a chance to win four Snow Valley tickets. Official rules on Instagram, Facebook, and toyotacarlsbad.com. Offer for USA-only adults 21 and up. No purchase necessary. Offer ends March 31st. Visit Toyota Carlsbad today. Streaming now on The Answer San Diego app and radio.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Friday night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Friday night, babies. Glad to be back in the studio tonight. I took uh, Wednesday was kind of Friday, my first Friday night. This is like my second Friday night of the week because Wednesday night I had a Friday night because I had Thursday off last night. Shout out and big thank you to my buddy Brian Maloney for sitting in for me last night and rolling through a little tech issues that happened that they kept seamless from you guys. And But that's just what happens. That's what makes live radio so much fun. One of the reasons why I have such a great time when I come in here every night from 6 to 7 p.m. on The Answer San Diego. Streaming live on Facebook right now on The Answer San Diego Facebook page. You can also listen to us on the different apps. If you decide to go do something else tonight in the middle of the show you can find the podcast on the answer san diego website just lots of different ways that you can listen to the show please keep the comments rolling on facebook i'll try to read out some throughout the show tonight um looking it's going to be an absolutely gorgeous weekend in san diego and if we were only back open to 100 percent, you know what it's 100 percent open at the beaches this weekend and i'm going to be there and glad to have you here with me tonight we got bob walters who's going to be here it's friday night of course right so that means bob is going to be here at the bottom half of the hour with all of his updates and stories about what's happening in the schools, which is the real battleground for the soul of the nation. He'll be here with that. We got, we got to recap it. We got to recap and review what happened yesterday on this press conference. I know what happened yesterday. I know Brian Maloney talked about it on last night's show, but y'all got to give me a chance to weigh in on it, okay? Because it's just too too important of a story. But then there's other stories we got to get into tonight as well. We've got Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week later. So I've got a couple stories to bring to you guys that I think put uh, certain people into contention for a Stink of the Week. And the man who rolls it every night of the week, whether it's Friday, Wednesday, or any other day is the one and only. It's DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. A warm welcome back home. Not to me, to you, Andrea. Thank you, darling. Did y'all miss me? Brian does not look good in a dress. I just want to point that out. <laughs> and good. 
So we wait. You ladies out there don't have to worry about Brian entering in the pageants <laughs> and taking the crown away from you. Okay, right? <laughs> okay, so. Um, I don't know how many of you actually watched the press conference live yesterday. Um, You know, many people didn't because they were busy, which was by design. Okay, first of all, let's talk about the fact that this press conference was scheduled, not prime time. We have never had an incoming administration go 65 days with no address to the nation, no address to Congress, no press conference. They announced it 10 days in advance. And of course, they picked it in the middle of a day or 1030 a.m. Pacific Coast time where people are busy trying to get back to work, trying to get their kids school either in schools or at home. And that was by design, wasn't it, Skin? So that they could then either have few people watching it as well as then the the evening primetime shows could edit it to mix and match it to come across the way they wanted it. Well, they didn't have enough vitamin B12 for Joe. Yeah, no. It was basically a take-home test and he failed. We're going to talk about that a little bit. I don't know. You know, I wasn't sure at the open of the show if I should mention that I've got this special guest in with me tonight because I'm not sure if she really wanted. She's not sitting in front of the Facebook Live. She does have a microphone in front of her. She does have a microphone in front of her. So we didn't really we didn't really do a package to introduce her. Right. Um, In in terms of like, you know, clever, clever (laughs) opening. But I'm going to make her talk uh, on air at least a little bit throughout the show and it's my I'm not even going to say how many years that we've been besties because then you know how old we are just suffice it to say we we met on pledging the sorority together back DZ at LSU Sigma Sigma chapter and it's my buddy Liz McMurdo Hi. Hi. <laughs> That's it. Okay. She did not watch the press conference yesterday because I was picking her up from the airport. Um, so she's going to weigh in on the election story because that's a big one coming out of out of Georgia that was actually mentioned at the press conference yesterday because Joe Biden dared to say this election bill out of Georgia was, uh, you know, uh, more Jim Crow laws. But first thing first that struck me, Skins, was the timing of this press conference. Yes. Oh, yeah. They completely wanted to make sure as few people as possible were watching it because they knew exactly what was going to happen. And the longer that it went on, it was very apparent Joe was not with it. Right. In fact, uh, the a really interesting uh, article uh, today is from The Washington Times in which they said Biden's press conference was elder abuse. No, I you know, I'm not one of these people. And I said it last week. You're not going to get any sympathy from me, Joe Biden. You're not going to mani- manipulate me. What's going on is is voter abuse, because what we we have as a man who there who who ran a campaign they're trying to run his administration the same way they did his campaign which was to have a man who is frail mentally and physically uh wheel him out like they did in the campaign basically in a wheelchair to do to for show when it's convenient and then while other people are behind the scenes running the show we have no idea who they are because we didn't elect them we don't know who it is the backup plan who they're planning to transition him to was a woman who didn't make it past the first nobody debate. wanted her nobody wanted her including democrats that's the transition plan so that th- that this man stumbled so badly he's he, he shows up with a binder a binder full of notes that people are referring to as a cheat sheet and not one of the reporters asked him a question about it it was planned 10 days in advance he was given the, the reporter's were pre-selected they got their they presented their questions in advance and he still had to show up with a cheat sheet. Ari Fleischer, who was press sec for George W. Bush, said he has never in his life seen a president of the United States have to come out and answer 
pre-submitted questions via a script, and even then... Still couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. This man literally stood there. We are supposedly the leader of the free world. Oh, they're laughing at us, Adrian. Leader of the free world, and he literally at one point is like, where am I? Where am I? Oh, gee. He goes to ask a question. He can't even read the reporter's name. At one point, according to this article, he was asked a question. I think it was about the border. Um, and it, it, um, she goes, uh, yeah, uh, but no, it was about the Jim Crow thing. He went on to say, talking about the use of the filibuster, that um, he then drifted into talking about the infrastructure and something about asbestos in schools. Like, what is it? Like, what does that have? What does that have to do with asbestos in schools? That's crazy talk. She this, and then he ends up with saying, "I just find it frustrating," and he trails off. My my favorite comment was yeah. when he referenced being in politics for 120 years. 120 years in politics. Yeah, yeah, Biden. yeah. He said, "I since he joined the Senate 120 years ago." This no. Is it any wonder? Do you think it's a coincidence that NOCO is starting to test fire missiles? I used to say by summer, he's not going to make it till summer. No, he can't. We cannot. The United States of America, we are supposed to be the world's greatest superpower. We are supposed to have a president of the United States who reflects that. Well, we would have if it was uh, done fairly. Now, absolutely. We're going to get into that in a little bit with the election story coming out of Georgia. But this is incredibly serious. When we are in front of the world, we have a man who literally doesn't know where he is and can't even answer pre-selected questions that were presented to him 10 days in advance in the middle of the afternoon. And then he calls a lid on it immediately after that. This is frightening that we're in this situation and, and, and Kamala Harris is now saying, well, I don't know what anybody's talking about me handling the border. I ain't doing the border. Oh, and then they, they asked him if, if he was going to be running for re-election, and he said yes. Yeah. Well, he, he was asked that question because it wasn't framed in the way that it should. If this was a legit press, press conference, if this was Donald Trump that had just fallen up a flight of stairs, if this is, was Donald Trump who, who, can't, who, who was just challenged to a debate by a foreign leader, our number one of our number one nemesis, strictly because Putin challenged him to that debate because of his cognitive decline he couldn't even he couldn't remember the name of his sectf two weeks before can you imagine they would have said to president trump dude you ain't got it you're losing your faculties in front of us what's wrong with you right and what and, and what's the plan we know and i was asked yesterday i was on newsmax and they said if you had a question to pose to, to biden what would it be and i said i would why would ask a question about the elephant in the room i would say you know address the concerns people have about your mental and your physical abilities and the speculation that it's caused about kamala harris taking over a woman that nobody wanted i said last night with brian maloney and i 100 percent believe this when they were talking about the 25th amendment it was not done for trump it was done for biden right so that was so it was it was a way the asking about the running for re-election was a way to prop him up and give him a chance to to answer that question in a way that was you know oh yeah i'm gonna run for re-election in 2024 um i think that we're in in perilous times i think that there's when we've got this week of a leader in the white house um i don't know who's running the show but it's not him um he was able to lie in his answers unabated Another question I would have asked if I had been there was, why do you continue to lie and spread the falsehood that President Trump said there were good people amongst the white supremacists in Charlottesville? 
why he was allowed to lie and lie and lie and lie and lie. Um, he's going to be pushed out because one of the articles yesterday, there are people, uh, there's articles from Politico and other outlets that are saying um, that the media needs to be, you know, they're, they're saying that Jen, Jen Psaki is getting too much uh, pressure in her press conferences. She doesn't answer questions half the time. Right. Well, we, you know, we, I guarantee you, well, she, she can answer the questions. Uh, there's no legitimate questions. They cannot sell their agenda. The Biden administration can't any better with the, than the Obama administration with truth and facts. Remember, Obama had, had to lie and say, if you like your doctor and keep your doctor. So the media is actually asking questions as softball as they are. Of course, they're asking Jen Psaki questions. They can try to keep uh, the, a gag order on the border patrol at the border. But we all know what is happening at the border. There's no way around it. It's an absolute disaster. Because you can make Project Veritas. You can make you can make other reporters have to go into Mexico and use a long, uh, you know, a telescopic lens to see what's happening inside of the facilities but the truth is coming out there's no way for them to avoid it and i guarantee you this 10 bucks skins and you're never wrong so i'm dying to hear what you're going to say well this is this is a little bit 10 bucks says jen saki is like begging the trump and the biden administration are begging uh, are begging jack dorsey from twitter to put trump back on twitter Right. So that they would because they because then it would take the attention away. That's right. Divert the attention. It would divert the attention because the media is having to ask her questions about the Biden administration because what else are they going to talk about? Right. If Trump were completely to go away because he's still out there in the news, they wouldn't know what to do with themselves. Well, if he was still he said today that he likes to be able to do press conferences even a little bit better than Twitter. I don't believe that for a second. Trump because his, loves Twitter. His press conferences, his his press releases are not getting read in the way that his Twitter, and that's why they took him off of Twitter. And if he was on, but if he was, I, I'm kind of glad now that he's off Twitter because if he was tweeting all day long, it would that would be a shiny object for the media to be able to go and focus on what Trump's saying instead of now they're having to ask questions. Well, plus of the if Biden he's going to have his own social media network in a few months anyway. Just wait till then. We'll see. All right. Well, we're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to talk about this Georgia election bill. We ought to go. Also, got to talk about the systemic racism happening in cities across the country. Uh, uh, case in point, Oakland, where they announced uh, families of of color are going to get five hundred dollar monthly checks, but if you're poor and white, you get bupkis. Yeah. Stay tuned. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea K, the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. It is Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Having a great time here. My besties in town from BR, Baton Rouge. Oh, we could sit here and just t- tell you guys all kinds of Mardi Gras stories. <laughs> oh, and some other stories. Oh, yeah, stories. we got so many good stories. You know, you you know, you got a keeper when you got a friend who knows where all the bones are buried, and she ke- she keeps kicking dirt on top of them so that nobody sees them. That's right. <laughs> uh, we're gonna have some great fun this weekend, so I'm glad to have you here. So, Thank um, you. and from Louisiana, it's interesting because when I told her about this news that was happening today out of Georgia, I mean, one of the questions to Biden yesterday before he went off the rails talking about asbestos in schools was about this 
Georgia law. And he said, oh, this is, you know, Jim Crow all over again. Well, did you hear about this, uh, Skins? What uh, finally this Republican governor down there who knows he's on the ropes, right, in Georgia. Kemp, the one who cooked up the bad deal with Stacey Abrams uh, with the absentee ballots and all that and came under fire from Trump. And now Trump is supporting um a, a challenger uh, to the Georgia Secretary of State, as well as putting some heat on the governor. The Republicans in uh, the state passed a uh, signed passed a bill that went to him for signature. We're going to talk about the arrest that was made outside of his office in a minute. Um, but one of the reasons why Biden was uh, and the left are so hysterical over this is because they just have the nerve down there in Georgia to say that you have to you should have to show an ID for a mail-in or an absentee ballot. I was reading about that today. Yeah. But what but I didn't what I didn't see and Liz had a comment on this in, in from Louisiana. But what I did not see was that in person voting would require an ID. We need to have ID across. Here's what here's what all they, 50 states in all 50 states. Here's what here's what Georgia bill did. They said that you had to have an ID uh, for to uh, not just an application for absentee as well as mail in ballot. They shortened the length of time for early voting. They expanded weekend voting in person. And I don't have a problem with that. Um, they limited the number of drop boxes and said that the drop boxes had to be in areas where you've got like a clerk, uh, you know, you've got a, a, um, the registrar's office and that they be locked when uh, they, they only be available for drop off at the time in which there's in-person voting. Basically, what they're trying to do, they, they locked, they're trying to lock down election integrity. Right. Uh, so what does that have to do with race? And so Absolutely li- nothing. It has nothing to do with race. Well, tell, tell everybody about Louisiana and ID for voting. So, yeah, most people think Louisiana, we're backwards. We're last in the nation in a lot of things. However, when I go vote in person, you know what I have to show? My driver's license. I have to prove who I am to vote. And 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 are and you that's the- how it should be. And guess what? I live in a majority minority city. Thank you. That's the key and to you know this what? story. We don't have anybody complaining about having to show an ID when they vote in person. Right. But there, well, how can that be? Because there's so many African-Americans down there. Because? Because you know what? Those are the same African-Americans that have to show an ID to open up a bank account. The same African-Americans that have to show an ID to go into a bar to drink. Same African-Americans that have to go to have to show an ID to get on to get on an airplane to uh, to buy, buy liquor. Go to the casino. Uh, you apply for welfare and right. food stamps. Right. Voting's even more important than that, so it's a no-brainer. I actually don't think this Georgia bill went far enough. I think that we need to go back. To, I, I don't like early voting. I don't see any reason for it. I think that we should be expanding on election. I think it should be election day for a reason, not I election agree. weeks. I think it should be a special circumstance that allows you to vote by mail via absentee, and that means military or I'm I'm about to go in and have some brain surgery or hip replacement, and I can't make it to the poll. I agree with Trump. We need to go back to paper ballots. We need to go. We need, it needs to be in-person voting. And I and I believe paper ballots, even if you even if. And by the way, Dominion filed a lawsuit against Fox News today for uh, Did they really. Yeah. Um, which is crazy because, you know, although I, I didn't really watch Fox after the, I, I didn't watch Fox at all after the news. Uh, you know, I, I did see headlines. I don't believe for a second just because Fox had Rudy Giuliani on and gave who gave his opinion didn't mean. Fox News was supporting his viewpoint. Correct. But I still believe in paper ballots because I think that um, I, I, I don't 
for a variety of reasons, even if you believe that those machines were not to tip the scales, we they in Antrim County in Michigan, five, over almost six thousand votes were flipped from Trump to Biden, and that was that was the only county in which they actually did an audit, and it flipped the results back from back to Trump, which who legitimately won that county. Mm-hmm. And so I don't I don't think we we I don't like machines at all. And the other issue that I see with this where people say we're making it harder to vote. Voting is a right with every right we have. We have a duty to exercise that right correctly. You need to know where you need to vote. You need to know how to vote. And God forbid, if it's a paper ballot with chads that you have to punch completely through, that is your duty to make sure you do that. Right, yeah, because remember so back in simple. 2000, we, uh, we the hanging Bush, chads, the hang, the hanging chads. It's like if you're too much a fool that you can't you can't punch all the way through, your vote shouldn't be counting. Wait, right. it, this is the most sacred right that we have in the United States of America. Yeah, it is none. it is our greatest expression from our First Amendment rights. It should not be the easiest thing in the world to do. And I'm sick and tired of having this the Republican Party allow this narrative to continue that this is in any way an attack on minorities and they should have been punching back everything that we see happening right now for, that involves cancel culture that involves we are, we have a war on white people right now today in this country and there I said it because we haven't had people punching uh, punching back against the false narrative we should not it is racist when we have a woman of color in Congress refusing to vote on any nominee who's white she should be expelled she should be expelled and quite frankly that's criminal i you know we we need to have equality in this country with the, and and not racism not systemic racism case in point skins i don't know if you heard this article oakland mayor libby schaff announced race-based program to give families of color 500 dollars monthly checks if you're it's for bipoc this is the new term which i don't know what the bi stands for um it's it's the Black P. and indigenous populations of color, maybe people of color. Oh yeah, okay. Um, I so if it's people of color, then why do you have to have the black and indigenous? Why not just have people of color? Because I mean, Hispanics are where do they fall in? I guess under the people of color. Indigenous. And if you're going to lump people under, I, I don't know. Um, it's their their justification for the skins is that it is funded by. A private organization, um, but that doesn't make it any less racist. No, it, it's it, it's it's reverse racism. Like you and I have talked about, that's what's creeping up in America right now. Well, this this is what I mean by when when you it's one thing to say there's something in this country called white privilege. Correct. There's one thing to say that which is bad enough because you know that in and of itself is still racist. However, to then say you even you poor white people. Are to be subjugated and, and, and oppressed? How how is that acceptable? That's it's not, not acceptable, acceptable on any level. It's racist. It's absolutely racist. And there's not enough people. There's not enough um, people of color standing up against this. Because let me tell you, the pendulum will swing back. It's like that. It's like that former KGB guy did, said who did the interview back in 1984. He said the useful idiots of Marxist of uh, Marxism and communism will be lined up against the wall and shot. 
And anybody who thinks that they're going to be... They and, think they're going to be he, spared and protected. They think they're going to be spared and protected. He didn't necessarily mean that literally, even though he did mean it literally. It also has a figurative context in that, that this is all ultimately about a centralized system of power controlling every aspect of your life. Everyone will be oppressed. You think you're swinging things the other way and that you're somehow going to win. We are all going to lose in the end. And let me tell you a story that, I, with, that should be a discussion that people need to go back to having after the Colorado shooting is this and I've something I've been talking about on my show since I since I started broadcasting which is the partnership between the Democrat Party and the Marxist and the Islamist uh, Islam is a political ideology that hides behind a religious component and it is the perfect twin partner for for Marxist because it's about a centralized system of power and it, eventually one of those is going to have to win out too yeah and we have a um African-American man in Louisiana, Albert Guillory, who has, Oh, I interviewed him one time. Love yeah, him. Fabulous man. He used to, he used to advise <clears throat> Obama and mm-hmm. Biden, if you bomb Syria and then you welcome their people into the country with open arms, you have killed their family, you have killed their friends, and then, oh, wait, we're going to go back and buy them, bomb them again? And that's what and, just happened. And that's why he <clears throat> said this was predictable. And this tr- event yeah. in Colorado was predictable because- they're not going to tolerate. Well, but, but I also that. don't want they're to frame not going to retaliate. Well, they're, they're going right. to retaliate because we we killed their family and their friends. Right. And and, and that uh, that doesn't suggest to mean that um, America is to blame for any terrorist attacks. They, they they have hated us. They hate us because of who we are as Western civilization. Yes. Uh, and, and on the fifth anniversary of 9-11, I interviewed Dr. Ahmed Akbar. And he said to me, the terrorists are in a war against Western civilization. Don't you people think? Don't you think at all, he said. He said, you think just because it's a bomb, you know, in a train uh, or a nightclub in Bali, it doesn't have anything to do with you? So oh, so th- down the road, you think you're being spared. You, you Democrats or liberals love this idea of these white, poor white people being suppressed and being subjugated and getting less. Um, but ultimately, this is about total control. And we're all going to suffer in the end if we don't push back against this. And we can't push back against it unless we have election integrity. Back real quickly. I know we got to break, Andrea, but yeah. back to election integrity real quick. The Republicans had over a year plus to get behind Trump, who kept calling out the Democrats are going to use this this mail-in balloting to steal the election. And they did nothing for over a year. That's right. All right. You're right. We got to take a break and then we got to come back with Bob Walters. So y'all stay tuned. more andrea k follow her on twitter at andrea k show and like her facebook fan page at andrea k spelled k-a-y-e andrea k telling you like it is all while eating a donut the andrea k show on the answer san diego welcome back to tonight's andrea k show it's friday y'all know what that means in addition to me being in a really good mood i get to be in an even better mood because my buddy bob walters joins me for his Friday night segment here to educate you on what's happening in our non-education indoctrination system. <laughs> so it's gotten so crazy, hasn't it, Skins, that sometimes we laugh and we think that Bob should charge like a two-drink minimum. Yeah, I also said, hey, Bob, we're just going to call you Good News Bob tonight because I know you're probably not going to bring us too much of it, but uh, you know, I'm praying for it. <laughs> yeah. uh, I have a little bit. All right, well, let's get going. What you got for us tonight, my friend? Well, in Wisconsin, the children's court judge, Brett Bloom, 
was taken into custody by special agents with the State Division of Criminal Investigation. Following an investigation, it found he was sharing child pornography with with others in, on 27 occasions. Wow. Mind you, he's also head of the Cream City Foundation, an LGBT organization that promoted Drag Queen Story Hour in the libraries of Milwaukee. Wow. Yeah. Who would have thought that, you know, putting putting sex, putting, uh, you know, sex, not sex workers, but adult entertainers in with little kids, you know, would would be an avenue for pedophiles. Right. I mean, pedophiles are looking for access to kids. Right. It's all related. Of course, it's related. This is about sexualizing this whole thing. This movement, particularly the drag queen story hours about sexualizing children and providing an opportunity for pedophiles. Um. Wow. He was what to this? He was. He was a. Who was he? Was he a school superintendent? No, he was a Wisconsin children's court judge. A, a child a judge. court judge. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I don't know where you go from there, Bob, with your story. Well, at least he got off his street. That's what I thought is good news. Okay. Yes. Um, and the study was done that recently that showed trade school jobs are plentiful right now and pay very well, mm-hmm. up to $45 per hour for a plumber, no college fee, since the union's trained applicants free of charge. And they used to do it for shop classes in high schools. Of course, they're mostly all gone because the teachers union hated the construction workers being in charge of those classes. Carpenters make up to $52 an hour, and welders make up to $61 an hour. So Wow. It's like uh, unbelievable. Nice money. No, no, uh, no debt. Right. Well, the, yeah. And, you know, we all remember Flashdance. You know, you ladies can be out there doing some welding, too. You're not necessarily going to look as hot as Jennifer Beals doing it. But, the, you know, uh, you, trade jobs today are, are, you know, male and female. And and uh, and by the way, you know, it's it's in my mind. Uh, you know, there's been such a push for blue collar versus white collar. Well, let me tell you, uh, you know, let's think about this, this gal in San Diego who's got, I think, 20. She's uh, a, a woman who runs a plumbing company and she's got like 25 vans in her fleet. I mean, wow. that's like that's like major entrepreneur, entrepreneur kind of stuff, mm-hmm. American dream stuff, all um, from the trades. Well, now under the college crazies, which also always nutsy, I know. Mm -hmm. In New York at Brooklyn College, Lori Rubel claims that the whole idea that math is objective is a myth and reeks of white supremacy. We've heard that before from other people, but this is Brooklyn College saying it this week. Uh, In Oregon, the state education department is set to train teachers how to, quote, dismantle racism in math instruction, unquote. Meantime, at Rutgers University in New York, they determined that speaking and reading English correctly is also, quote, racist, unquote. What is it a semester at Rutgers? What what does it cost a semester to send your kid to Rutgers? That's supposed to be a good school, right? I mean, that's yeah, not we, like uh, Murray's. It's a good 40,000 40, a semester. 40,000 a semester. And they're telling your kids Eng- English is racist. So they're going to what? You're, you're going to come out with a college degree and not, ha- not know how to conjugate a verb? 
Is that what we're talking about here? And not know how to add two plus two? So what are these degrees in? We were talking, my friend Liz is here. She's in, my bestie, she's in town from Baton Rouge. And we were talking yesterday. Unless you, in my my opinion, and she agrees, Bob, unless you you have to get a degree because you're going into a medical field or you're going to be like an architect and you have to, an engineer, and you have to take particular math types of stuff. Although now, Sciences. sciences, why would you put your kid in school? But if they're saying that math, basic math is racist then why would you even go to be how yeah. do you even study architecture or or you know civil engineering how, how do you and yeah, and I don't, how can I don't two know. plus two equals four? How can that be racist? I, I don't uh, it's, get it. It's insane. Know. And you know what? At the very first time a school did this kind of crap, if if everybody in America said you're nuts and shunned that person yeah, and and you know pushed back, we wouldn't have this growing. But part of the reason why we do these segments is not enough people know. Uh, about what's going on in the schools. No, it keeps growing and expanding. Yeah, it does. We've got, in the end, I'm going to give you the solution we've got designed. But oh, anyhow, okay. carrying on, mm-hmm. Georgetown law professor says she felt angst over the performance of her black students. She had a discussion with this on this with David Batson, another professor at, at the college. Okay. And she wasn't aware it was being recorded, and when Black Lives Matter got into it, they demanded she be fired. So she did get fired, despite her many years, 14, at the university, all because she said she's disappointed at the performance of some of her black students just not matching par from what she thought they could do. Well, I have a comment on that. Okay. I, yes, um, quickly, because we got, got admitted to law school. I had a very good LSAT in the high 150s. I had absolutely no no free money. And um, the next year, I'm introduced to a 1L who is – of a different race who had a 140 something on her LSAT score and she had a full free ride to my law school because of wow. her LSAT score. Yeah. Yeah, so that's discrimination. That's discrimination. Absolutely. And in this in this case, you know, we can't have uh, what color do we know the race of the of the teacher? Bob? She was white. Oh, of she course. Okay, so she's so we we've got to fire her. We've got to punish her for speaking the truth about the about the lower performance of the black kids. We don't want we don't want them to connect the dots. By the way, to the fact that some of those lower performances because we've got schools like California where they're pushing that to not be graded, uh, that they don't have to take entrance exams to get into colleges. They don't have to take the ACT now. So they're shoving these kids that don't know how to that uh, don't know how to add and can't form. Sentence we're shoving them into schools, Bob. So, of course, they're underperforming, and we don't want anybody to know that, right? They're also not I teaching know. critical thinking skills any longer. Right. That's the other thing. Right. And these are our future doctors, lawyers, engineers. Now, actually, Bob reported last week that these these are the, what was the degree you told us about feeling oppressed? These are, wasn't that the degree out of Harvard, Bob? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's where you can, it's, it's a degree in, in being depressed. Yeah. <laughs> like, stupid. What anyway, else you got for us? <laughs> that was last week. Yeah. A veteran elementary school educator and principal at Evergreen Elementary School, Amy Sachs, was fired when the superintendent, Barbara Russell, decided that her social media postings were offensive, unacceptable, and unprofessional. So after four years in her position, she was fired. And the administration decided that First Amendment rights have no place in public schools. She was put on the on the she had put on the web, which is what led to her firing, that she would rather have a potato as president rather than Biden. Wow! And for that, they fired her. Well, Skins thinks it's funny. 
Okay. Yeah, it was funny. You're not allowed to have a sense. By the way, the D- Democrats have canceled a sense of humor, by the way. They've canceled comedy. Hey, as a potato yeah. skin, I think we would do a fine job. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, but, Bob, I mean, uh, you know, uh, with these unions, how is the, how are these firings happening with these unions? Because we also, there was a movie called The Lemon Dance that talked about these teachers that have been uh, accused of sexual harassment and impropriety with, with underage kids were just moved around to different school districts. You can't. You can't fire them we had a we had a teacher that was caught sexually abusing kids who was in prison still getting a salary from the from the teachers unions and yet how are these people being fired i know it's just well of course there's no union at the, at the university but well but, well school, i guess they don't have well unless they have tenure but i'm wondering what the tenure situation is for this <laughs> it's whatever fits their liberal agenda if you break that law you're canceled out right you're done Anyway, um, Google secretly monitors millions of school kids, according to a lawsuit just filed. They've infiltrated more than half the nation's primary and secondary schools by offering free web-based services that gives kids access to Calendar, Drive, and Chromebooks. The complaint was filed by the Federal Trade Commission, and to my shock, uh, this week, Google agreed to pay $170 million to settle a case that was brought to them by the the federal government. I haven't heard this at all. So Google was tracking, monitoring, and monitoring kids? Yeah, and making money from it by selling the status and location of these kids to, to, you know, trade companies or something. I don't know. Wow. Well, and we don't really know where all they sold this data and this information. No, we don't know. Think about how, think about how frightening that is. And this is one reason why if you've got kids today, this is another reason why I don't like this homeschooling stuff, because then they then they've got to be on the schools. They're being monitored by the schools uh, via camera. Um, kids are being uh, prosecuted, uh, persecuted and punished for we stuff. Need that, we need kids yes. back in school. We need kids back in schools because part of the part of the, you know, the 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 monitoring of them, the tracking and the selling off of their data that we've got schools now thinking that they've got the right to observe what's happening in the home and control what's happening in the home because of what they're seeing on Zoom. All a disaster. And that's even if, uh, you know, Bob's reported before that upwards of 30 percent of kids uh, supposedly doing in-home learning would have never been contacted by a teacher. But that but their data was probably being sold off and their location shared with people. So yeah, we got to get kids back in school. Got anything final for us, Bob? Well, yeah, just a brief one. Uh, United Kingdom schools, to show you how radical things are coming around the world, they decided they would teach four- to six-year-old kids how to masturbate. (gasps) They start by having the kids touch each other to identify the parts that give pleasure and emotion. Uh, that's you, it's like what? That that's <laughs> in yeah. This country, and, and we're busy doing teaching those four to six year olds how you in the right gender, but they've gone further than that in England. So well, well, not only have they go yeah, that's not only perverted. What it is is it's um, it's telling kids that somebody gets to touch them without their consent. Because I mean, I'm I'm assuming that the, the, the in the class of this in this school. If this yeah. is a class that they're being told they have to do this, right? So it's not. I well, doubt yeah, they're being given an option. A five-year-old kid masturbate. I mean, let's be honest with each well, other. Well, not only that, but you know, I mean, <laughs> it, you know, it's setting the stage. This yeah, is where this is where you condition a, a, a child to accept somebody violating their body, telling them that they don't have the right to have boundaries to their body. We're sexualizing children. We're stripping them of their natural, their ability to to have their own sense of um, propriety, their sense of modesty. We're, we're 
we're taking that away from them. Uh, this That's sexual abuse of children. And the fact that they're promoting it child on child in terms of an action doesn't make it any yeah. less of sexualizing children and sexual abuse in the form of a school. And I'm glad you brought this up, Bob, because if you're listening and you think, well, that's over in the UK, it ain't going to happen here. There's there, It is coming here. Bob, well, thank one you. Final, one final, final thought. I need to announce everybody. We okay. have decided this week that we're going to launch a statewide initiative starting in January. We'll be getting signatures to put an initiative on the ballot to, for um, school choice, meaning that every parent will be given $15,000 for every child each semester, and they can decide if they're going to send them to public school or private school or religious school or shop classes, wherever they want to send them, ROTC. And when whatever money's left at the end of that school time, they can use it in going to college. Okay. Now this is this is how how can we vote on this? Well, the, the voting will be on ways off November of the next year. Okay. But we're going to start passing the petition. We got four months to do it, starting in January. Okay. How many signatures do we need? One million. One million. Sign me up. Uh, that's a lot, but you know what? Who would have thought we'd get two million signatures on you know to recall Gavin Newsom? There is no more important area just because you don't have kids in school doesn't mean this doesn't affect you this is where they're transforming america it's through the the young minds in our schools bob walter's got to leave it there thank you so much for you all you do thank you hon appreciate nice it bye thank bye. you all right uh stay tuned because we've got hero of the week and stink of the week when we come back Be sure to follow Andrea Kay on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea Kay. Spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to The Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. It is time for our Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week. And we're glad Skins has a couple of heroes because my gal Liz and I, we don't have one. Who you got for hero, my friend? Leaving it all up to Tater Skin. That's yes. fine. First one, former CDC Chief Renfield, because he has come out mm-hmm. and said that the coronavirus escaped from the Wuhan lab. And I think we all kind of know that. But some people are saying, you can't say that. That's That's racist. I'm glad you brought that up because he the the left is going to go. Oh, that's Trump's guy. Let me tell you, Trump and Redfield were not exactly on the same page. No, they weren't, but it was courageous for him. Yeah, to say that. this was the guy that was saying the mask is. You know, he was saying that the mask would be better than any vaccine, and we know that the 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 CDC and the NIH themselves said years ago the masks aren't effective. So for him to say that this escaped the lab, you that's can huge. you can believe it. Who else you got for a hero? Uh, the other one's uh, actually just kind of fun, but uh, NASA has given the all clear earth get ready for it safe from an asteroid that was coming across our path for at least the next hundred years so they're going to keep us asteroid free asteroid free for okay well good to know i mean you know i'm clearly i'm not going to be living here a hundred years from hey, now my but niece i'm was good a little to freaked know out about this so kind of for me this is big news okay good what you got for a stink Sorry, I was putting the phones on hold there for a moment. My stink of the week is actually the Republican Party because Mm -hmm. there's news out there right now that they're demanding that Joe Biden restore the Trump era policy at the border. Guys, where was this fight during the election season? You're trying to make these strong moves now, and I'm just really disappointed that it took all of this to get you guys to stand up. Well, that just goes to show that it's theater, right? Because um, they the first two years of the Trump administration, when we had the White House and both houses of Congress, did they support President Trump? with a build the wall as well nope. as all as Matter well fact, as they in, campaigned against it. Yeah, absolutely. Trump was Trump was elected in part by Democrats and independents because the one issue that 
united the majority of Americans after 2014 and all the unaccompanied minors was the scourge, the invasion coming across our border. We are a compassionate people, but it's not compassionate to take to take jobs away from our own. You don't leave your front door open. You take care of your own children first, right? You put the mask on your child first and then you take care. You, you know, uh, so uh, they the Republican Party led by Paul Ryan in the first two years of the Trump administration is one of the reasons why we have this now. Because then the excuse was after the midterms, we lost the House in the midterms was right. that we lost the House in the midterms. So I don't, I, so the, I, the Republican Party is, is stink for me because when you look at everything that we're faced right now, that man would not have been He'd this, decre- this the, yeah, decrepit, demented, old Joe would not have been at that microphone yesterday, not even able to complete a press conference with 10 days prep and a cheat sheet, If the but for the Republican Party. For a hero, um, I'm struggling for a hero. You got one, Liz, while I try to come up no, with one? not at all. Um, you could always nominate Brian Maloney. Yeah, because he sat in for me last night, allowed me to go and have fun. That's always a hero in my book. Um, so what do you got for a stink, Liz? I have to go with Como and everything that's coming out and the fact that the Dems are not. A good one. Con- and the media are not crucifying him like they would a Republican. Absolutely. He's going to stick around just like the Governor Northam did from Virginia with a blackface pick because that's mm-hmm. what they do. Hey, we're going to be back Monday. Me alone. Liz won't be here. Glad to have her with me. See you on Monday, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are. For students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Purchase your copy of Facing Reality in American Education today at Amazon.com. This Easter, meet the girl everyone is talking about. You saw God and then brought a dead bird back to life. No, I didn't. God didn't. Sir, do you think you can help me walk again? Could you say a prayer for me? The girl who believes in miracles. It's a-